So a lot of developments in the adding soda to creamy beverages front. This has been a... This is the most controversial thing I've ever talked about. Can you believe that? This has started a national <laughs> conversation. As a matter of fact, I think it's a conversation we need to have. Um, so somebody suggested to me, and I'm for this, possibly with some of my own modifications, but someone suggested to me on Twitter that I should try having my morning coffee with one of those like flavored creamers that you can buy at the store and adding seltzer to it. Your morning hot coffee? Yeah. So like you would have your morning hot coffee and you would have the creamer in it, your flavored creamer that you buy at the store, and you add seltzer. I, I don't... Have I heard of carbonated hot things? Have you? Other than well, like I if, mix, if, if, if I a seltzer warm stays, milk with my... If a seltzer stays in the car all day... Is there a, such thing as hot carbonation? Really? What, what do you have? What does anybody ever eat that's carbonated that's hot? Why are know. you looking at me like, like this is normal? This is why abnormal. are you yelling at me? I'm not yelling. I'm, I'm saying this is like... I've never heard of hot carbonation. Have you? Well, no. I mean, so I think the reason for that is that the carbonation tends to go out of the drink when it's hot because... Really? Yes. Then what's the so point the of carbon seltzer? dioxide... What do you mean, what's the point of seltzer? The warmer it is, the more carbonation goes out of your drink. Because, well, carbon dioxide, carbonic acid is like one of those things that dissolves better in liquids at actually lower temperatures than higher temperatures. So, wait, you okay, Allison. And I'm not upset, I'm perplexed. <laughs> okay. By the way, we're in Avon, Connecticut. We're we're in a hotel room, and that's why it sounds uh, different. And so I get to turn my head and glare at Alice now. <laughs> She's got a headset on. Um, so so wait a second. So you take the coffee, you add one of those flavored creamers, which we used to drink. We yes. used to have it. We used to tear through those. They're delicious. They were not awaken one eighty friendly. We found a great. Um, Although you could definitely do. Um, if you're on a weekend 180, you could definitely do, yeah, you do yeah, you a nice heavy cream or almond milk. Uh, both are fine when you're in maintenance, and then you could throw in your liquid stevia, which comes in flavors okay, like so, caramel, so, right? So, and then you add seltzer water to it. But, but okay, so why am I adding seltzer water to a hot drink? It's never it been done some, before. Well, I add Pepsi to my um, warm milk. Oh, I, did, I didn't realize your milk was warm when you were doing it. It can that. be. I can do it either way. This is a cause for a <laughs> psychologist. It, it really is. I don't even, I don't get it. I, I don't think carbonation is made for hot stuff. It's made for cold well, stuff. Well, no, because you lose some of the carbonation when it's warm. So why not just use water? It's Because it's not less fun? Well, no, but I mean. Is this, it is this a matter of like when we have away. kids? Is like you, you give them something in an interesting box, they love it. You just drink it quickly. It's like bubbly and. Foamy and delicious. Okay, I am... Okay, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. Hot carbonated coffee. Alice Shattuck's hot carbonated I'm gonna coffee. I'm going to try it. <laughs> you know what? Uh, let me tell you something. You'll be the first. That market can be cornered by you right now because nobody in R&D and Dunkin' Donuts or Honeydew Donuts has stood around saying, you know what? We need to throw oxygen in this thing. That's what people want in their coffee. 
But maybe this is a pregnant woman's thing. <laughs> maybe you never. I want know. my coffee to be more you fun. Never know. I, but, but I'm going to be starting Alice's line of like high fat, high protein. The thing is, coffee's already pregnancy beverages. Coffee's already fun and fruity. <clears throat> I mean, kind of, but I like I you like guys, a little fizziness. To let my... us know, please, if you're if this is something that <laughs> that would appeal to you. I, I I I can't get my mind around. It. I really can't. I don't know what to think. <laughs> I don't know what to think. It's, so it's like, would should we add sunflower seeds to oju? I I don't know. Possibly, I don't think that's but that even actually makes more comparable. sense. No. Um, so this brings coffee. me. There's to a reason why people people enjoy. I like. Coffee. Would you do cold coffee with carbonated drinks and stuff? In it? I wouldn't because I don't I don't love carbonation. One, two, um, two. Um, I, cold coffee. I need to. Uh, carbonation would be a hindrance because I'm just sucking it down for the drug and the taste because it, it can taste Sure, great. but I have my nice cup of warm milk and then I just like add a little splash of Diet Pepsi or like a Zevia Stevia soda in there and like it's so yummy. You're like one third kitten, <laughs> one third IT nerd in one third burnout. <laughs> That's... <laughs> So this brings me to a TikTok trend, which is also about adding things to carbonated beverages, although this one's slightly more normal, but I have conflicted feelings on it. So there's um, this TikTok trend. Uh, it's called um, jam water. And basically what you do is you take your seltzer, like they use um, LaCroix seltzer in a lot of the videos because that's really popular around here. You could probably use polar seltzer or whatever, which comes in fun flavors. And you add two tablespoons of your favorite jam to the seltzer and stir it up. No problem with that. No which, problem with that. It's like the, the, the jam's act, acting as a concentrate, sort of. Well, right. I mean, like, didn't you just invent, like, juice? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's fizzy, too, but, like... People have been mixing soda and juice for a long time. That's not new. Yeah. No problem with right? that whatsoever. I don't feel that that's like a new invention, though. I don't think that the TikTok people who are like, oh, we invented viral jam water. I don't think it's that innovative. Not like the instant, right. not like the coffee cream, carbonated coffee creamer suggestion, which that's innovative. That is innovative. What the jam water is, is really just a deconstruction of something that already exists to its raw parts and people think that they've started something by doing that they, they haven't they right. haven't whatsoever yeah you're right that's not new territory i want to since we've since we've since you've taken us really you've taken the genre that the show is <laughs> and made it about cream and carbonation i want to talk about the etymology of it all stems from the egg cream and we've mentioned this before but i just want to read the small part of this so we have okay. a history so that we come away so that we can lay a foundation <laughs> as it were exactly so we can, yes, and so that this can be a teachable moment, Alice. The peculiarity that an egg cream contains neither eggs nor cream has been explained in various ways. Stanley Oster, who claims that his grandfather invented the beverage, has said the origins of the name are, quote, lost in time. That's useful, Stanley. Thank you. The egg cream originated among Yiddish-speaking Eastern European Jewish immigrants in New York City. So one explanation claims that egg is a corruption of the Yiddish Yiddish Egged, E-C-H-T, uh, genuine or real, making an egg cream a good cream. Food historian Andrew Smith writes, during the 1880s, a popular specialty was made with chocolate syrup, cream, and raw eggs mixed into soda water. 
In poorer neighborhoods, a less expensive version of this treat was called the egg cream, made without the eggs or cream. I get that's the less, so it's the poor version <laughs> of the good stuff that was mm-hmm. also poor. Another explanation comes from reports that it grew out of the request for chocolate, a, a, French, a cream, et cream, creme, from someone, possibly the actor Boris Tomaszewski, who had, you know, Boris Tomaszewski. Egg cream guy. Big egg cream guy. He liked carbonated uh, coffee, too. He was a psychotic. <laughs> well, I'm intrigued by the idea of the carbonated raw eggs, but we'll get back to that. He had experienced a similar drink in Paris. His heavy accent altered the name into something like egg cream, which then developed the current item. See also Italian soda, dirty soda. Mm. I like the idea of you drinking dirty soda. It's uh, yeah. It does something for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> But can we go back to the egg? Please, because please. eggs are super, super healthy. They're like absolutely super food. And a lot of people um, are way into eating raw eggs. I mean, when you're pregnant, you're not supposed to eat raw eggs. But I may branch out into that as uh, carbonating a raw egg beverage in the <clears throat> mornings. Um, so what, what form is that going to take? I would assume. So I used to love... ooh. Now I have a really good idea. I'm going to horrify people so much right now. By the way, Alice is six months pregnant. Six months? (laughs) Six months. Six months pregnant. So We're actually, we've officially today made it to 27 weeks, so we're officially third trimester right now. Uh, So so asterisk. Asterisk (laughs) and all this. Okay, so one of my favorite things is that if you like pancakes like I do, but you're eating low carb, you can... Just make the pancakes out of eggs and cream cheese. Oh, yeah. You did that when we, mm-hmm. like 10, 10 years ago, we tried uh Yeah. And something. you can add your stevia sweetener or whatever. You can do like two eggs and two ounces of cream cheese. And then you just add how much sweetener you want. Maybe some berries or whatever you're into. Right. And you, you just put that in a blender. And that stuff was so good. I sometimes didn't even make the pancakes. I would just drink it. <laughs> you're a sick person <laughs> no, that is, that really is kind good. of sexy but but people do drink raw eggs but now imagine that because when you put eggs in a blender they already get like so whipped up and foamy mm-hmm. and good and like now imagine you add carbonation to that you mix your salsa right in there <laughs> <laughs> Rich Yiddish people were having raw eggs with seltzer. That's what it said in the article that you just read us. <laughs> there were that like three so things to eat on earth at that time, Alice. <laughs> that would I mean, be this so not... healthy. Why? Why? I'm trying to work with you here, Alice. I'm trying to work with you. Um, so raw eggs are good for dun- for dunking um, meat in when you're having sukiyaki, the, you know, Japanese fried Raw food. eggs are delicious. They're really good. That's like part of a big part of why things like raw cookie dough and stuff taste really good. Is that raw egg taste is, uh, I mean, it's it's a good thing. And humans have been eating eggs for a very long time before domestication of animals, right? So we've been eating eggs, you know, since prehistoric times because we would take wild eggs, right, and eat them. Well, because everything back then was a chicken. <laughs> All the dinosaurs were different sized chickens, really. People and dinosaurs didn't overlap in theory. Yes, they did. They did. <laughs> okay. Hey, anybody who's uh, you know pushing a an egg and seltzer elixir on the world <laughs> is not have a lot of credibility. I'll, I'll handle the historic accuracy. 
Um, I, so I'm dumbfounded and perplexed by this idea of, of the rags, but but I want to I want to move then, <laughs> and and obviously you guys can weigh in on this stuff any way you'd like to, if you'd like to, or just ignore it, shake your head, and wonder what happened to the earth, and just uh, start day drinking, whatever whatever gets you through the day. But you did mention that 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 the pancakes were cream cheese, and I want to hail the excellence of cream cheese. Mm. It is so useful. Anything where mayo can go, cream cheese can go. Cream cheese can go in almost any dish. I prefer it can be mayo. A, I prefer cream cheese over mayo, to be honest. Cream with cheese you. can go. Um, it can be hot or cold. It's good in both ways. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a delicious hot. I mean, you can eat a bowl of hot cream cheese. It's just it's just gorgeous, and it, <laughs> and it takes and it takes on the flavor of anything. Like, I had made this discovery at a bachelor party in Year of Our Lord, nineteen ninety nine. Um, when late night after we all were drinking, there was just like a Christie's back then store, you know, mm-hmm. which was like a Seven Eleven, and there was a there was a teriyaki sub that I that I got microwaved, and all they had were packets of cream cheese, no mayo. So I just used the cream cheese and teriyaki and cream cheese. Go so together. I assume so that was like at the bagel station, was the things of cream cheese. Yes, yeah, it was. <laughs> but you some innovated, station. okay? Exactly. So. And anyway, it's it's just so gorgeous, and I've got my daughter using it too, hooked on it too. Um, and you know, so for instance, I tweeted today, or I, it's on Instagram. You can see that I've now I I, I lay a, a um, foundation of cream cheese and butter now in the bottom of my plate at the buffet. We're at a hotel with a buffet, Avon Old Farms Hotel. It's beautiful. So um, I take one of those Philly cream cheese cups. And last year, actually, at Farmington Inn, also. Same company owns it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was nuking it. This doesn't have a microwave in the kitchen, in the, at the restaurant. Buffet. So I just take the cream cheese and, bu- and a little pat of butter and put it on the plate and then put the hot scrambled eggs on top of them and then mix that all up. And I found some pepper jack cheese down there too. And then, of course, I bring my own hot sauce and then rock and roll. And it's all the difference. It's like there's so much pleasure in cream cheese. And by the way, that is everything I just said there is compliant. Or we can only be compliant. Yeah. So it's like all good. And it's good for you. It feels like it's not because it's so self-indulgent. And it really is. It, it, I mean, and, and, and that comes from the fat guy in me. That is not from the guy looking for health. But it, it just so happens to be. My goodness, it's so good. Here, here to cream cheese. I mean, it, cream cheese makes a bagel seem interesting. And bagels suck. All they are is over-type bread. Which is, I, I don't, and I, I, have also, ugh, I don't like people who love bagels. I don't get it. How can you love a bagel? What? Because the the bread, which is tasteless. Now you're going to get all the commenters telling you you haven't tried bagels from fill in the blank. Where's the bagel place in Massachusetts special. where there was like a, a line for like 25 minutes? Bagel World. Bagel World. Ugh. Unless they want to bribe us, in which case I'm cool with it. Um, and yeah. they're the best thing you've ever tried, right? Oh, a bagel has no place in any conversation like that. But Alice, we've got some important breaking news to talk about. Breaking news. Breaking news. What is it? Well, that's... Uh, Current events that are uh, just developing now. Week. Yes. Oh, where? Well, I can't find my where my breaking news is. You didn't is. get to that, but that's not important right now, which is the most important part of the joke. Oh yeah, but that's not important right now. Sorry, that's a good point, Nels. Do you? How <laughs> deep is your airplane knowledge? Not that deep. Not that deep at all. Oh, that could be. That might be uh, the other one with him too. No, that's from airplane. I can be a hat, brochet, pterodactyl. Okay, let me get to this. Are you girding okay. your loins? I'm ready. Girding your loins? Girded. All right. Get prepared to have to hear some audio not quite queued up. 
Any it was. Second. I thought you had queued it up, though. Any I thought you were all now. ready to go. And in a time crunch, sometimes ordering delivery is the way to go, right? But sometimes it can... 2822 News reporter Gianna Gali joins us live in studio with more. Gianna. Good evening, Andy. In this joint reporting project, The Times Leader, I had the opportunity to stop by many businesses like to Gianna. see how third-party services like DoorDash can positively and negatively impact a local business. Services really became popular during the coronavirus pandemic in 2020. Many businesses... Gianna, part yourself up. ...most popular services like DoorDash, Grubhub, Restaurants Alive. Three local restaurants in the... All right, Gianna. Shared reasons to benefit it from using third party services. Okay, Maybe we won't do this when the internet's in Wilkesbury, DoorDash, and Grubhub has provided. Okay, so in other words, um, third party delivery services really became popular during the coronavirus pandemic in 2020. Although they were even popular before that. Uber Eats was popular before, too. Um, three local restaurants uh, as to why their business has benefited from using third-party services or are they better out without, without them. For Grotto and Vesuvius in the Wilkes-Barre, DoorDash and Grubhub provided them with more customers, a larger location reach, and a greater advi- advertisement. As for Frog Pond Pub, which actually sounds good, also located in Wilkes-Barre, having full control of orders, leaving the restaurant, and getting the customer to the customer has left them better off without using third-party systems. As we all know, there has been a manpower crunch everywhere, and restaurants have been hit harder than any, anybody. So Grubhub delivery drivers and DoorDash delivery drivers help fill that extra void in helping us with our delivery business, uh, which, began, which, again, we have a big in-house delivery business. So but basically, they help- it lets people order delivery who wouldn't be able to because of staffing or logistical right. concerns or whatever. Like, smaller places you can do that with, you know? So, I mean, there's, and, and you know, I, I think the pandemic helped, but I think food delivery services were also kind of getting big even before that. What's the really fancy one, the one that's more urban that all the millennials use to Grub order up? avocado toast? No, it's like a fancier one. I forget the name of it now. I was trying to yeah, find we, it. But, yeah, we, we don't but, really ever use them. But, um, I mean, I do when I'm traveling sometimes I have. You know, to have things delivered yeah, to the same a here, hotel. Here, I've used them here. But I, I don't tend to use them at home, really. Um, I, I think in urban environments, they definitely, people definitely lean on them more because we, we live in a more rural area where we don't have as many delivery options, even with things like Grubhub and Uber Eats. Yeah, and what we we've found is... We've had some is, people nearby us disappointed when they've tried to yeah, order. Well, what we've had is that, that some people will just ignore the order. Right. Right. And they'll It'll be get like, canceled a thousand times. Yeah, they'll be like, we're not going there. You forget it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I forget the name of the one that's like the fancy one that people order fancy food within the city. And it's expensive, too. But yeah, it can it can get really expensive, especially if you're ordering for a smaller number of people. Because like with the delivery charges and everything, you could spend like 20 or $30 just ordering food for one. Oh, totally. With a lot of these. So, which is, I feel like, a lot. Yeah, which way expensive. I, I don't understand how people pay $38 now to do that, to have food for one. Which brings me... Is it Postmates? Is that the... Or I might be thinking of that one or maybe a different one. But yeah, it's... It, 
there is so many like i think i think it's really caught on in more urban areas Mm -hmm. and other places it's not as big but anyway so the gist of the news story is that yes it allows companies to offer delivery that wouldn't ordinarily offer delivery but it also they're like eating a big chunk of your profits. Well, but also too. it seems like it, t- it takes away some of the agency from the restaurant. Right. Because there are structures or whatever that, that, that they have to adhere to for these food places mm-hmm. where the, you, don't, you don't get the personal touch anymore. So, right. And that could endear people to the restaurant if you could. Mm-hmm. So, that's where, so that's where we are on that. But I want to talk about, you mentioned eating for one big breaking, by the way, it's National Chicken Wings Day at the record show. If anybody's listening on, on Saturday. There's chicken wings discounted at um, what's it, Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings, Hooters, and there was one more that you read. Yeah, another one. Anyway, look it up. It's there. Um, important, groundbreaking uh, article, Alice, in The Guardian. Don't meal shame me. A table for one at a restaurant I love is the ultimate indulgence by Megan Nolan. In this March, uh, the, in March this year, my appetite left me for the first time in my life. My characteristic failing has always been a helpless, freewheeling, incontinent appetite uh, for more or less everything. Food, men, booze. Well, this is going somewhere I didn't think it would. <laughs> Whatever it is to, to hand, really. The problem has been moderating and neutralizing it. The, the idea of appetite disappearing was unthinkable. A fantasy to envision when I had overconsumed. Imagine not wanting anything. Imagine the food losing its complex, charged appeal with any effort. I lost my eating out alone has been an important part of my life for as long as I was allowed to do anything alone. Long before I knew or cared about food in any substantial sense, I still treasured the action. When I first got uh, pocket money as a kid, I was allowed to walk into town. Anyway, she was essentially um, she was essentially castigated for dining alone. And people gave her a lot of crap for that, and she wonders because it's overindulgent, and it's um, it's something that's weird. It's essentially what people are saying. Right. I mean, I do think it's weird. You don't generally see people out at restaurants by themselves. Restaurants tend to kind of be a social experience. I also feel like I would be awkward with the waiter dining alone. Um. Well, I mean, is there... Different- Although people eat at a bar alone. I don't like that either. I don't like that. It makes me feel very uncomfortable. I've, I have done it reluctantly a couple of times. But I don't know. I, I don't... I mean, I don't think it like should be illegal or something. Yeah. Any time <laughs> I've done it, I've felt weird. Yeah, I don't like the feeling there. of eating in a restaurant or a bar alone. Right. Because like, why are you in a public marketplace if you're not going to be public? The only time I got into it was in a safety when i had a um when i could expense meals a few years ago and i would go to like the cracker barrel and listen to a podcast and just totally get lost in my head and pretend that nobody could see me well right but headphones. now that they have things like doordash and meal delivery things wouldn't you rather or i mean i'm a homebody anyway so i feel like i like to stay in yes but and plus i'd rather order like a doordash of something good and sit at home and like watch a movie on netflix or whatever rather than you know trying to rather than trying to go out and sit well, in the restaurant i already think that having to go and sit in the restaurant is like the worst part of the experience but like if there's nobody else there to talk to it seems terrible to me right and also if you're it well okay so also there's there's, there's a couple things at play here 
One, I was doing it because it was either eat there or at work. Right. And being at work was the worst possible scenario. So I would go out to restaurants. But you can get more done if you eat at your desk while you're right. still working. But then also people can come in while I'm eating with like a half a taco in my mouth <laughs> and want question from me and something that I have. Maybe you should eat alone. Right. Well, that's why <laughs> because I want to eat alone generally because I can be myself and be the natural uh, glutton that I mm-hmm. am. You know, the you know, like Late I can't do me the, and the kids. I, go I'm to not bed. allowed to go to a restaurant and eat over their sink. <laughs> You know, well, I gasp for air while trying to ply, uh, you know, shove a burrito down my throat and a hot sauce at the same time. Well, I'm like, like my heart is pounding and I'm in duress. People can't see that. I did that one time, actually, at a place in Lowell, um, a Thai place, a great place. And they came with some Thai hot sauce and I like poured it on. And I, people, you know, I was, of, I was of note a little bit in Lowell because I was running the paper. And so uh, I, it was titularly running the paper but so people who i had met at chamber of commerce things etc everybody was at this restaurant and i was sweating and i was like in <laughs> duress i was my tie was loose and i was and i was this is before my uh, awaken 188 loss i was like 365 at the time and like everybody in the restaurant was made to feel uncomfortable <laughs> so there's one of the reasons i i don't eat alone i i don't i i don't want to I think a guy who eats alone is shady, and a girl who eats alone is maybe unstable. <laughs> Possibly, she sounds unstable from the first few. Well, she is. Yes, of the she's over article. overthinking it. I mean, who knows what's going on in anybody's head? But also, if you're a woman and you're a beautiful woman and you're eating alone, it, guys in restaurants are just watching you eat alone. <laughs> well, I also think, and depending on the scene, if it's like more of a bar scene or a pub, then people are going to try and like you know start a start up a conversation with you think that you're interested in dating somebody well in isn't that what's happening i, I mean if you're at a part if you're if you're not woman- really i saw i saw a um a tweet a few months ago from somebody who was like playing a video game on her phone at the bar and was like annoyed that guys talked to her really at the bar no that's terrible that is a bad person but i think if you're sitting alone at a bar not like you're asking for it or something, but I just think that like that's what people expect at a bar is that like if you're alone at a bar, that you're like open to pickup lines. Well, if you're alone at a bar, then yeah, a bar is where the pickup happens. Then if if you that's when if you want to just simply eat, then you can go find a seat and eat. But then you're really eating alone, like this woman is. If you're at the bar, then you're drinking alcohol. And if you're not, you're a bad human being and should be incarcerated. If you're wasting well, that I space. Necessarily if you're that if bad. you're at the bar and you're having a Coca-Cola, then get away from the bar. The bartender that seat is money for the bartender. <sighs> Have self respect, my goodness. If you order if you're ordering drinks though. Um so I did want to bring up quickly uh not, you know, not all innovations are good innovations, in my opinion, um, which is I happened across a life hacker article that suggests that for a summary treat, you should swap uh, the tomatoes in your BLT for peaches and make a BLP. Who said this? This is uh, at lifehacker.com. Um. That you anybody should publish. That, anybody who does that should be imprisoned for 50 years. That you should take the peaches and you should add them to 
your sandwich. Well, not add them, but remove a tomato and add a peach, which seems to me like such a downgrade. I don't understand. It's, yes, like, it is. The tomato it's a is healthier. It's better. It tastes better. Yes. First of all, you better come on bended knee in with with um, modesty in your heart if you're going to make any suggestion that regards a peach whatsoever. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, I like... A peach, a, a peach fills a very small role in the world. <laughs> first of all, it's a furry fruit, which is shady. <laughs> it is. It's first well, made of su- it's suede. Well, are furry. <laughs> no. No. A peach... Anybody... That person is a bad human being, Alice. Nobody should be suggesting that a BLT... A tomato is filling a need specifically... A peach is an abomination in that thing. <laughs> then that totally throws the entire thing off. It it does. Well, they're it's, saying, uh, and I it's could like see- putting Pez in lobster bisque. You're an a hole. Well, they're you saying that. that it goes nicely with the bacon because, like, sometimes like candied bacon flavors, and like you do do like sweet bacon or pork. You know, this like whole, you do. This whole movement of you need sweet, and I, and I know women who usually tell me this who like to say these combinations, and when they do it, I can think of two women in particular, both are blonde, <laughs> who say it, and I, I can hear them as they say it, salivate. You need sweet <laughs> and savory. They go together. It's so wonderful. You need both of them, sweet and sa- Shut up with your sweet and savory, okay? It's not, an, it's not a... a, a, a Blow the doors open in the in the spirit of sweet and savory. We're going to free the peaches now to contaminate tried and true sandwiches like a BLT. Not everything sweet is good. Not everything savory is so good. I mean, Not every but, combination is good. But I could see a planet where you could do something with peaches and bacon that could be good. No. No, you couldn't. Okay. Well, I'm more open to that than you are apparently but i still don't think it belongs on a blt and i still think it's a downgrade from a tomato obviously the blt is finished it's not (laughs) blt plus it's simply bacon lettuce and tomato It it has been perfected it is over there is no more that needs to be added to that blt that's it but they're not even suggesting adding they want to take out the tomato and put in a peach no, I'm sorry. I can only think of the, the severe corporal punishment for that person at the very least. And So that's a life hack we won't be trying. And no. Another innovation, or maybe this is traditional you're coming, somewhere. You know, just, you're a radical now. But I'm not. I didn't come up with the idea. You're carbonating of raw eggs, Alice, okay? <laughs> One affront at a time and keep peaches <laughs> okay, out of well, it. Okay, well, I'm ready for one more affront. Are you ready for sure. one more affront before we take off for the day? Um, I like a lot of potato dishes. Yep. And I think uh, potatoes are generally good, especially with things like cheese. But doesn't need cheese. Doesn't need cheese. But I think, please, I think cheese can a lot of times be great with potatoes. If you're at a bar and you're ordering the potato skins, you have lost. Well, okay. You're more anti-potato than I am. Correct. Again, once again, like you're more anti-peach than I am. But there's one place where like I am willing to die on this hill where potatoes absolutely don't belong. And that's in tacos and burritos. And I've had this happen to me a few times now because I guess it's getting trendy. There was just an AP News article about how big it is in LA to eat potatoes in tacos. And 
I've like had this happen to me a few times by accident where I like didn't read the ingredients of some like taco or burrito thing closely enough and ended up with something that had potatoes in it. And I just, it doesn't go in there to me. It's terrible. The starch that's in your burrito should be rice and beans to the extent that they're sort of a starch too. But like they're, I don't understand what a potato is doing in there. It's terrible. Will you yield the floor? Yes. For too long now, tacos and burritos have been used, and enchiladas have been used to traffic useless filler starches for too long. Whether it's a refried bean or um, or actually just beans or pico de gallo, whatever the hell that is. For too long, taco has been used as the... Um, Trojan horse for mediocrity. Um, and I think it needs to stop. I completely agree with you. It's use, It's a useless texture to have it. Burger King has some morning, like, huge thing. Yeah, that, I don't and like they, breakfast there are hash browns for in that the reason. Yes. A, a hash brown or potatoes are redundant. They don't bring something sharp to it. You're dealing with, when you're dealing with wrapped dough or a corn tortilla, whatever it is, that's that, already the starch yes, for the meal. Yes, that's the potato. That's it's already done. To do it is is an affront. It's terrible. I will add to this, Alice, that mm-hmm. that this when when people have the, the kitchen sink burger that's got a thousand things in it, if one of those things is French fries, your restaurant should be closed down and condemned. <laughs> it's totally what about useless. Chips full. on it though. Chips are different. I just the, this was not awaken one eighty compliant, but <laughs> the other night I just made a. Um, I made a beautiful turkey and cheese sandwich, and I put chips in it because that's that's, that's okay. Cause but you're, that's texture, texture too. The true, the crunch, um, and it's okay on a weekend one eighty to. Um, when you say it, it sounds like your um, product placement thing. Sorry, I do. It's, it's well, legit I was just going to say I'm this handsome now because I just don't want people to think you're like off the wagon or something when you say that you ate something that wasn't compliant. It's actually like nothing's actually banned though for you. It's just yes. that you're supposed to do it in moderation if it's not like a part of the approved list. Well, for yeah, for me, in, I, the, that I have been shown the way, mm-hmm. and so same here with with both of us. I, I don't want to uh, anyway, but but we, when we f up and, and you see the stuff that I'm making that's overindulgent, what one thing that we can idea is done is just show us how to correct. And get right, right back on track. Correct. It's no judgment, which is one of the reasons we're very happy. But yes, I think we both agree indeed. No, keep your dumb tomatoes. Sorry, potatoes. potatoes. I'm sorry, tomatoes have taken enough of a beating today. Take your uh, potatoes and your peaches and leave us alone. We are good people here. Thank you for listening. Well, I hate nostalgia because I can't climb up that hill without thinking your name I hate nostalgia still think about you it's been so long I'm so lame I hate nostalgia hope you hate it too hope you wonder what am I doing and who I'm pursuing I hope you think I lead a really exotic life the way I think about you Probably have a wife of your job and you Go to church on Sundays and barbecue on weekends Out in your backyard And 
sometimes think about me.